spring break is supposed to be the ultimate fun time. But if you're a parent, spring break is the ultimate stressor. It's just easier to tell your kid no. But what if you tell your kid no, and they go anyway? And what if it's the last time you speak? This is the disappearance of Brittany Drexel. We are your hosts, Helen Allen and Sherry Ferreira. This is The Chalk Line. Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this Thursday. colder outside i'm like what the fuck is going on okay here's the thing can i just start a petition to spell everyone's name one way yes is that too much to ask like we all can get together as a world not just a country a A world world. and we say okay this is how we're spelling Haley. this is how we're spelling kaylee and this is how we're spelling Brittany. (laughs) why is that too much to ask you tell me where to sign tell me where to sign for this petition i mean it's just i spelling Brittany drexel's name (laughs) Gave me such a headache, not because I don't like the way that it's spelled, but because Apple doesn't. (laughs) And my spell check was like, oh my god, I just, I almost turned it off. Anyway, in 2009, Brittany Drexel was 17 years old. She was a student at Gates Chili High School, which some people say Gates Chili High School. See, it's like the Brittany thing. They're trying to make things fancy. I'm sorry, but if it's spelled like the restaurant, I'm saying it like the restaurant. Right. Chili. (laughs) Um, so spring break was coming up, and Brittany got invited to go with seniors to Myrtle Beach. Now, Brittany is a junior, so her mom is like, hell no, Brittany, you are a junior. As she should, as she should. Not to mention, Brittany's mom alone could have just been like, you're in high school. Because, like, what is, what in God's name is spring break for high school? It's nothing. It's staying at home for a week. And yeah, you just don't nothing. have school. Just sit in your goddamn bed and play a video game like a normal person and call it a day. Right. Call it a week. <laughs> so anyway, her mom was like, absolutely not. Also, <laughs> I'm like reading my notes and it says, also high schoolers can chill. There is no need to go on spring break. <laughs> you can tell I'm passionate about this. I mean, truly. <laughs> but seriously, like, I, what is that? No, absolutely not. So, Brittany being a 17-year-old, because this is me as not a 17-year-old speaking about it, so I can't even blame her. She's 17. She wants to do what she wants to do. Um, Older kids are inviting her. It's normal for her to want that. You know what I mean? So, she fights with her mom about it for a while before giving in and being like, okay, mom, so instead, can I just spend the week at my friend's house? Red flag. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. Um, If I were her mom, I'd be like, no, and also you're grounded. But her mom is kinder than I am, and she said, like, sure, but let me talk to your friend's mom. Okay, there we go. Let's get some facts to support this. It was not the mom. Great! It was the friend pretending to be the mom. Okay. To which I say, oh my god, get this girl an actress gig. (laughs) Oscar? (laughs) An actress gig? You know, on a show or something. I love it. I love it. My immediate thing was get this girl an Oscar because I'm an actress gig. Well, let's not jump to Oscar. We don't know uh, how good she is. We haven't seen her in anything. You're right. You're right. But. We need to see some more of her work. Absolutely. She has no repertoire. (laughs) Anyway, so. So, right. So, it was her friend posing as her friend's mom. Brittany still had plans to go to Myrtle Beach. Of course. Who's surprised? Now, April 22nd, 2009, Brittany went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for you all that don't know. (laughs) 
um, with these two senior girls. Um, they went to this club called Club Kryptonite, which to me just sounds like an STD. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I, I was never really into clubs. Okay. okay. Even in college, we had this one bar that, like, was similar to a club. Still not one. But, um, and my friends would be like, let's go here. And I'd be like, oh, over my dead body. <laughs> Like, kicking and screaming. Like, and I would go, but I'd be like, hey, guys, like, I just heard something's going on down the street. Bye. (laughs) Be like, Helen, that's a library. Bye. (laughs) Helen, that's just a fast food restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) They went to Club Kryptonite, and they partied. That club is permanently closed now, to which I say, thank God. Right. The girls that Brittany went with were allegedly not treating her well. And that's when I was like, right, because there was three of them, and they're in high school. Exactly. And both of them are seniors. That and is she's a, a recipe junior. for disaster. Yeah. And I can't say that Brittany should have expected that because she's a naive 17-year-old, but, like, in hindsight, now us looking at this, we're like, oh, Brittany, that's so, so sad that you put yourself into that situation because girls are mean, not because Britney shouldn't... I mean, I love that Britney expects the best of people, but girls are freaking when, mean. Exactly. And when you're young, everything sort of becomes like a secret competition. Like, it's... it's Absolutely. Not to project, it's conta- but yeah, it's, it's but the it way is. it is. And girls are mean in their bones. I don't know a nice girl that's 17. Neither I don't do know I. one of them. Neither do I. <laughs> not one. By this point, like, she starts to feel a little bit bad that they're not treating her well. So April 25th, 2009... Brittany left the two girls that she went with. Now, they were staying at a hotel called the Bar Harbor Hotel. And she went to meet a friend at the Blue Water Resort, which was 1.5 miles away, roughly. Okay. So, it's not super far, but when you're walking, it can be. Like, one and a half miles, what's that, like, 20 minutes walking by yourself? That's still a long time for you to be alone completely across the... East Coast, you and know? in an area that you don't recognize or you're Absolutely. not familiar with. Then, when Brittany is at this hotel hanging out with a friend, she gets this text from one of the girls she was with asking her to return the shorts that she had on. I guess she like borrowed them, and then another girl needed them, like ASAP. To which I say, high school is petty as hell. Literally, wear different shorts. Could not. Could I mean, not be. I hate to say it, that is annoying that Brittany had the shorts. But that other girl is more in the wrong for making her walk 1.5 miles to give them back. Just wear different shorts. Couldn't. I know you packed Oof. 800 outfits. Oof. Just wear different shorts. Right. Brittany was last seen on hotel surveillance video shortly after 9 p.m. leaving the Blue Water Resort, which, remember, was her f- other friend's hotel. Yeah, where she was at with the shorts. <laughs> right. Wearing wearing the God-forbidden shorts. shorts. Yeah. Um, she texted her boyfriend saying that she was walking back to her hotel so that she could pack for her return in the morning. And she literally was like, I'm just going to sleep for the night. I'm so done with this shit. Brittany's boyfriend, John Greco, I believe, um, had stayed in the Rochester area, which is where they're from, Rochester, New York. Okay. Because he couldn't get work off that week. Now, they had been texting back and forth, like, like classic high schoolers do when you're in a high school relationship it's so trivial like you're just texting constantly and it matters when a person doesn't answer you 10 minutes later you know yeah so and you mean it doesn't still matter now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know matt and i like don't text <laughs> 
when you live together, it's just oh, like... Oh, yeah, you're like... I'm right next to yeah. you. Yeah. Because you just... <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes I have to, like... So, uh, Apple has this new feature where you can, like, put one person at the way top. Oh, that's what I do. Yeah, so I have that for Matt because if I didn't, I'd have to scroll for days to find my text with him. I, it's, like, simply... You're like, I haven't texted Matt since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> but clearly this wasn't the case here. No, no, definitely opposite. Got it. Um, so, they were texting back and forth all night. And around 9.15, her text suddenly stopped. And John, her boyfriend, was like, hello, it's happening. So, he calls her, no answer. He starts calling her friends that are in Myrtle Beach with her to see if they know where she is or, like, what's going on. And they don't answer either. So at this point, he's literally like, okay, I'm going to tell your mom if you don't answer me. I'm going to tell her where you are. Which is a great move because if she is in danger, you know, she's going to answer if she's not in danger. Right? Right. So she does not answer. So now he goes into panic mode. Obviously. This is you. I would have been in panic mode three hours ago. (laughs) I would have been in panic mode the minute she drives to Myrtle Beach. Driving to Myrtle Beach in high school? With people? Panic mode started way before this. But for him, now it starts. So he calls Brittany's mother, Dawn, and he tells her everything. Now, Dawn called Chad, who is Brittany's dad, who... I don't, a lot of things make it a point to be like, Chad is not her biological father, but he adopted her and he treats her just like a child. And it's like, well, of course, if he adopted her, he should treat her like a child. I don't know why we're giving Chad a blue ribbon for this. Um, I also don't know if the saying is a blue ribbon. I just kind of made that up. I feel like a blue ribbon would be something you give like a piece of meat at a fair. Or like a pie. But. (laughs) I love pie. (laughs) Love Regardless, Chad's a good guy, but not because he treated Britney like a child. Like, I, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I, I like him, but I'm not giving him the credit where credit is not due. If you adopt someone, you treat him like a child. Yeah. That's just, it goes without saying. Regardless. So Dawn calls Chad, and then she calls the Rochester police, hoping that they could, like, kind of establish, like, communications with the South Carolina Myrtle Beach police. Love that. Hop right on it. Uh, Dawn is, I love her. But... They don't actually have the authority, I guess, to, like, send a missing persons case from Rochester to South Carolina if it happened in South Carolina. So, then, I guess, like, Brittany's family knew someone that was in... I'm gonna get this wrong. It's either Georgia or Florida. Um, And they're like, hey, can you hop right up to South Carolina and go report her missing? Because we're all taking this seriously, but we're 14 hours away. Do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. And I'm pretty sure her biological dad lives in Florida. Okay. But there's not too, too much about him. And I don't think it's relevant to the case. Not that he's not relevant, but, you know, I'm just trying to give... I don't want to confuse anyone. So, then, like, as she was reported missing, send repeated calls and texts to Brittany's phone, and they're all going unanswered. Not to say that they go straight to voicemail. They are ringing, but they're not answered. Okay. I think that's important to note, because I'll tell you why later. Okay. April 26, 2009. This is just one day after the night texts stop. The initial search kind of begins. Now, this man named Raymond Moody was stopped eight miles away from Myrtle Beach in Surfside Beach and issued a traffic ticket. He is a registered sex offender. You mean he was issued a, a, not that he issued one, like 
someone gave him he a traffic ticket. He was stopped and issued. Okay. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he is a registered sex offender. Um, this is not relevant now, but he would later claim that he was out of town at the time, but there is the traffic ticket to prove it. Okay. Okay. Investigators find that at 9.27 p.m., about 30 minutes after her last text, Brittany's phone was headed southbound on Route 17. Now, like I said, Surfside Beach is eight miles away from Myrtle Beach. Right. Her phone pinged cell towers in Surfside Beach, almost seven miles south of Myrtle Beach, and it would have taken her two hours to walk there, but only 15 minutes to get there by car. Now, police aren't sure if her phone battery died or if it got destroyed, but at 11.58 p.m., three hours after her last text to John, her phone last pinged cell tower number 332, which is located two counties and over 50 miles south of Myrtle Beach near Georgetown County. Like we said, it would take her 30 minutes, or two hours, sorry, um, to walk about eight miles. So 50 miles away, she must have been in someone's car. Unless she was Usain Bolt. <laughs> I don't even she know. Would not <laughs> like, so this girl was in a car. car. Right. April 29th, 2009. Multiple people reported seeing a person matching Britney's description on a bus in Myrtle Beach. Now, we're not going to harp on this because people are people and they say what they say. And usually, it means nothing. I love that. I want to <laughs> quote that and put it on the shirt. I can't even fully register what you said. But it was, people are people and people say what they say. I and it love means that. nothing. That's going to be our Absolutely next merch. Absolutely That's going to be our next merch. Our next merch. Like, we're pumping out merch. <laughs> Excuse me. So, remember that friend that she went to the hotel for? Yes. Oh, yeah. Who's he? Who's she? Okay, so his name is Peter Brozowitz. Okay. And it wasn't just him. It was him and a few other guys that Brittany was, like, friendly with. And it was just kind of, I hate to do the, like, she just gets along better with boys. But, like, you know, when girls are mean, boys are not mean. And in that situation with the two people there treating her so poorly, I can imagine she was, like, she was a friendly like, face finally. I know. Let me get the hell out of here. Yeah. Right. So... She knows him. He's from the same area as her. Rochester. And he is a club promoter, to which I already say, red flag, red flag, red flag. Get away from that guy. High school club, run. Whether he had anything to do with Britney's disappearance or not, don't hang out with club promoters. Not nice. On April 29th, 2009, News 8 learned that Peter Brozowitz retained an attorney, and he went back to New York by then. Peter skirted back to New York as soon as possible when he found out that she was missing and he got an attorney, which I have to say, that doesn't immediately make me suspicious because if I were Peter's mom, I'd be like, yeah, we're getting you an attorney. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were just too close to the fire to not get burned. Mm -hmm. And do we know, I have a question. (laughs) Go ahead. You you, you in the back? Me, me, me. Go ahead. Um, do we know if um, Britney's case, like, sort of blew up and became widely known immediately or later on? So, at I this al- point, her mm. case is not really national news. Okay. But it is well known in Myrtle Beach and in uh, Rochester that she is Their home. Okay, yeah. So, then I could definitely see her being, like, 
oh, this is getting public. No, 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 no. Like, we need to protect ourselves. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Also, at this point on April 29th, her family starts depositing money into her ATM card, kind of in hopes that, like, there would be some activity. Oh, that's Whether smart. she ran away or whether someone took her card, someone, if they see money in there, they want to take it. That's smart. Now, May 4th, 2009, police released a hotel surveillance video of Brittany along with a traffic camera footage from the main drag to kind of show people this is what she looked like at the time and this is where she was headed. Okay. May 11th, 2009, and for those of you who don't know, that's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dr. Phil show airs with Brittany's parents and Peter on the show. And this is kind of what brings the case to national spotlight. Got it. Now we're going to move forward to June 6th, 2009. Her story is on America's Most Wanted. Jesus. Now I think it's a good time to talk about who Brittany Drexel is and why her case is so big. I'm not taking away from this case. This is a case that I think... I am so grateful that it has been solved. I am so grateful her family has gotten closure. But at the same time, I'm sure there are so many other cases like this of people who were not blonde, blue-eyed, white, and gorgeous that go kind of unanswered to because, like, society, America's Most Wanted didn't pick it up. Dr. Phil didn't pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a girl who was rebellious and rebellion, rebelling against her parents and goes to Myrtle Beach and is partying and then something horrible and terrifying and tragic happens to her um, and the nation picks it up. But if she were black, would we be blaming her instead? No, that, all of those things that you just pointed out would be viewed as another indicator of, oh, she ran away. It wouldn't have been looked yes. into further if she was or black. Like, or, like, people would be like, well, you know, it's because she did this that that happened to her. Like, I feel like no one was blaming her at all, and thank God for that. But I wish every case were treated like this one. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Because if she was black or someone of color, indigenous, whatever, like, she would not have, or that person would not have gotten the same attention. Right. It would have... It, it, all because those... I'm all for an imperfect victim. I think all victims are imperfect, no matter how perfect they actually seem. Um, but at the same time, like, every victim is a victim, and that doesn't, no matter what, no matter what they did, no matter how imperfect they are, they're victims. So we should care, but we should care about all of them. Exactly. Like, we should... And why is it that this, like, quote, imperfect victim, like, just because she's white, no one cares that she's an imperfect yeah, victim? Yeah, there's almost more sympathy with it as Exa well. Exactly. Which that is, is what, what I'm is trying to say, is that I just think that every case deserves this much sympathy, and I don't think that there is always, but I am grateful that it is here. Agreed. A few months later, October 10th, 2009, this is really sad. Chad, Brittany's dad, gets a call from her cell phone. Wait, okay. But it's totally a red herring because it actually just turns out that the cell phone company gave her number to a new customer. To which I say, was it Sprint? <laughs> was it Sprint? Was it Sprint? Was it Sprint? Because I know those bastards. <laughs> if, I, if I could pin this on one cell phone company. It's Sprint. 
It's Sprint. Honestly, Sprint and, and AT&T. I hate both of them. T-Mobile bought Sprint, and I'm just, hallelujah. Thank God. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, my God. But, no, that's that seriously sucks. It's really shitty, because it's also, like, I, there should be some sort of law that, like, if a person goes missing, their cell phone has to stay active just in case for a certain amount of time. I just feel like from June to October, it's not enough. No. From April to October, it's not enough, you know? November 12th, 2009, Britney's story is on the cover of People magazine. And oh. I know that sounds sleazy, but Dawn was speaking to it, and, like, there's a lot of, like, she's quoted in this. So, like, it's okay, actually good. a pretty credible source, so it, even though it's a magazine. So it has, like, the support of the family a yes. little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They spoke to people. Good. <sighs> then we have December. This goddamn tip comes in that there were sunglasses found in the area that she went missing. And let me tell you, this is just, this is a beach town. This is a vacation town. (laughs) And somebody found sunglasses and they're like, it's from the missing person case six months before this. Excuse me? Who is this? I just want to have a talk. I... That's ridiculous. Show yourself. Please. Because literally campers found sunglasses that investigators believe to be linked to the case. Fire them. Myrtle Beach police announced that they had three, possibly four persons of interest at this point. But why did the sunglasses matter? Because they ended up not being hers at all. They ruled it out. Her parents were like, absolutely not. Everybody, no, absolutely not. Anyone could have seen this coming. (laughs) And this derailed the case. Like, that's what makes me so mad is that, like, this goddamn sunglasses tip just, like, so many resources for nothing. Really annoying. So now we're in 2010, in June. So this is a little over a year after Brittany goes missing. Okay. A 37-year-old man, Timothy Sean Taylor, was arrested and accused of trying to kidnap a 20-year-old woman in Myrtle Beach. Now, that woman claimed that two men jumped out of a van and tried to abduct her. She elbowed one of them in the face and was able to escape. And I just want to give her... I want to give her some credit because that woman is a badass... (laughs) (laughs) And I love her. Love her! (laughs) Police at the time believed that this was connected to Britney's disappearance. Five months later, however, the charges were dropped. That's frustrating on its own, but we won't get into that. Absolutely. Because it's like, could we just, like, maybe this doesn't have to connect to Britney's thing, but could we care about it anyway? Yeah. Can we get that guy who's trying to just, like, scoop women up off the street? Please just get him? Could there be something that holds him? Months later, court documents believed revealed that an informant, a South Carolina inmate named Taquan Brown, told investigators that Brittany was abducted, trigger warning, gang raped, shot to death, and thrown into an alligator-infested swamp near McClellanville. Now, this is one of the things that I remember from this case. Yes. it's This is what blew up. So... Taquan Brown told investigators that he went to a, quote, stash house where he saw Brittany being sexually abused and, quote, pistol whipped when she tried to escape. He said that he later heard two shots and assumed that she had been shot. Now he is serving 25 years in prison for an unrelated manslaughter conviction. So I do think that that's worth noting. Yeah. He claimed that he also saw Timothy Sean Taylor sexually abusing Brittany. So, Timothy Sean Taylor, if you don't remember, <laughs> is that creepy-ass man in a van okay, good. trying to scoop that badass woman up and with to no avail. 
Okay. Helen, saw, Helen immediately saw the confusion in my eyes and went, Sherry, listen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, if I wasn't clear, it's that scumbag. Yeah, and so he was seen there. That's interesting. Yes. So it was, so Taekwon Brown is saying that it was Timothy Sean Taylor sexually abusing her. Oh, actually, I am so sorry. I'm misspeaking. Timothy Sean Taylor has a son, and it was the son that was seen by Taekwon Brown allegedly sexually abusing her. Okay. Timothy Sean Taylor was questioned by federal authorities about Brittany and actually failed a polygraph test in which he claimed to have never seen her. He then, like, grew upset and ended the exam when he told the polygraph examinator examinator examiner i have to go <laughs> um, the examinator anyway <laughs> he was just being really deceptive and like weird about the questions about her disappearance um and this is okay. all in court records i don't think they said he was being weird but you he know failed. i am saying that yeah I'm just going to just kind of gloss over this Timothy Sean DeHu shit. Who? Because, so, Timothy Sean Taylor is the father, if you can call yeah. him that. And Timothy DeSean Taylor is the son. They both are very sketchy human beings who deserve prison. I'm confused so, okay. as to who did what fully. But, so, here's what would essentially happen is that they were questioned by federal authorities. One of them was polygraphed polygraphed (laughs) why did I say it like that one of them is polygraphed um and very evasive one of them was also a getaway driver in 2011 for a robbery and he pleaded guilty to the crime in state court in 2016 federal prosecutors decided to charge him in a federal court for the crime which was an unusual decision but one that kind of authorities acknowledged was partially motivated because they thought that Timothy Deshaun Taylor, the son of Timothy Sean Taylor, had something to do with Britney's disappearance. They were like, we have no evidence of him um, having involvement in Britney's, but we can get him for this almost. Yes. Okay. So I'm not a big fan of cops doing that. I could tell by how high your voice went. So, <laughs> I don't really like it. No, but really, like, I... I get it, because if you know a guy did kill someone, but you don't have any evidence of it, it's great to be able to have the luxury to put them away on, like, a robbery charge and call it a day. But at the same time, if you have no evidence of it, like, can we not put potentially innocent people away because you have a hunch? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that this bitch is innocent. He's nasty. No, yeah. (laughs) You can quote me on that. He is nasty. In August... I just thought I'd put this in here because we care about this shit. Okay. Um, because of Britney's disappearance, Myrtle Beach announced 20 new surveillance cameras would be installed in a variety of locations around the main strip. To which I say, Myrtle Beach, you should have done it because way this, before. This but is thank the, God. I mean, no, it, really. thank God, but this is the hip happening place for <laughs> could you spring break. Somebody had cameras? I don't... Why is this an Why do we have to beg for cameras? It's like when someone gets... um. It's like when someone, like, gets into an accident and then after they put in the stop sign, because that's the exactly. way it gets put it's up. Like, it's okay, like, okay, like, yeah, I guess, like, now it woke you up, but, like, why weren't you also already, like, hey, we care about people's safety? Why did it take for this to happen like, for you to do that? my thing is just, like, it feels so, like, barbaric of us to not have cameras on every street corner. Yes. <laughs> it's just really barbaric. It's pretty I mean, historic. we're in 2020. We're in, uh, not to be what that. What year is it? Why aren't there cameras everywhere? Yeah, not to be that 20, but, like, it's 2022. No. Let's go with it. For real. 
So, in 2011, on August 1st, police... Remember that, that bitch, Raymond Moody, who I said got yeah. pulled over? Mm-hmm. Right. So, police searched his apartment. Well, they searched the apartment that he lived at at the time of Brittany's disappearance. And I guess they found nothing. But, like, obviously, right? Right. I mean, it was, like, two, two years, years before, <laughs> and he doesn't live there anymore. Like, did someone else move in? And they were like, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to check that guy's apartment. Should we just go check? I'm like, hello? Can we just do the job right when we're supposed to do it? I mean, really. Why do I <laughs> Is it asking too much? So, then in 2012, yes, a year later, police identify Raymond Moody, a convicted child rapist, no less, as the primary person of interest in Britney's case. They didn't have any new information to share with us at the time, but they did say that he was, quote, one of the many people that we investigated over the course of this investigation, to which I say investigatively, because why are we saying investigation and investigate and all of those things in the same sentence? Just sounds a little bit robotic, which the police were so much in this case. September rolls around and Brittany's mom is like, that's enough. That is enough. I'm doing something. I love her. <laughs> she sent a letter to Myrtle Beach media outlets. You better write that letter. Plural. Um, questioning whether the friends that Brittany was with that day told police everything they knew. Get the answers, Dawn. She claimed that the friends never looked for her and refused to report her missing. To this day, in 2022, those fucking bitches never spoke up. I'm on the record calling them fucking bitches because at least in 2022, you'd think they're grown enough to not be those, in, like, immature 17-year-olds and to recognize that a life was taken here. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame the 17-year-old in them, but I blame the adult in them for not stepping up and being like, I wish we did more. Exactly. Like, anything would have been helpful. And I'm sure that's what um, Brittany's mom is trying to express Yeah, she's as well. like, like, hello, can you guys step out of your fucking vanity for two seconds to realize that my daughter is missing? Like, I can't wrap my head around it. I... No, I am not blaming them for maybe not reporting her missing right away. I think that their judgment was clouded. They were immature and they were dumb and petty. But they're adults now and they should have done something at least by now. Then comes December and the Q Center for Missing Persons released an age-progressed artist sketch of Brittany Drexel. At the same time, Brittany's family revealed that she had like this eye condition, which may have made her more recognizable if she were to be seen, which okay. I just could not stop thinking of Madeline McCann with that little cute eye freckle thing. Oh, wait, I don't even know that. <gasps> well, hold your horses. I'm telling that story this season. <laughs> okay, but that's got a distinguishing feature. Right, exactly. In 2013, everyone kind of celebrated. I, I Celebrated is a, a gross word to use, I think. But, you know, there was like a wave of relief because... There was a scent of closure. There were skeletal remains found in a remote area near where Brittany was last seen. And I I know that's not a good thing. That's not good news. But people were at least like, at least we might have an answer here. Exactly. And that'll obviously give the family closure. Yeah. This is, I guess, unrelated. But I feel like we should still be concerned about the remains. Okay. Um, but it was announced that the bones were from a male body. But can we find him? Uh, oh, yeah. Please. I mean, who is this? 
Santa. Santa. <laughs> so in 2016, now you guys, this is seven years after her disappearance. The FBI announces that they believe Brittany was kidnapped, taken to the McClellanville area, held against her will for days, and then ultimately killed. So this sort of aligns with what, um... Yes, the alligator pit in McClellanville. Got it. So they also announced that a $25,000 reward for any info would be given. And this was the first time that authorities publicly said that they think that Brittany was murdered. August of the same year, 26-year-old Timothy Deshaun Taylor, the son of Timothy Sean Taylor, and if I have to say those goddamn names one more time, um, was said to have thrown her body into an alligator pit, like I had mentioned before. According to the Post and Courier's reportings, the FBI said an informant told them that Timothy... I fucking hate these names. I really hate them. If your name is Timothy Taylor, get rid of it. An informant told them Timothy Deshaun Taylor held, raped, and killed Brittany at her home before disposing of her body in an alligator-infested swamp. Now, that piece of shit was arrested weeks later on an unrelated robbery charge. His attorneys claimed that he was immediately interrogated for the Brittany Drexel case for which he was never charged. So, this is where I said in my notes, this is interesting, let's talk about it. Is this okay for police to do, in your opinion? To arrest someone for something and then question them for something else while they're in there? No, I, I don't think so because it's unrelated. It feels like a trap, right? Yeah. I, as much as I want this bitch to go down, I feel like when we want someone to go down for something, we have to do it the right way so that they actually go down for it. And everything is concrete. Yeah. Like, you can't do... Because now, like, just like that, his attorney is saying, like, well, wait, they... They interviewed him for Britney's disappearance, not for the fucking whatever other shit that this scumbag unless, did. Unless you can link the two, it's, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's a little bit wrong. I don't think it's wrong that they, like, said, like, what are what were you doing on this day? But I do think it's wrong that they continued to ask. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just think that that's an interesting topic. Because I get why the police wanted to do it, but I, I do think no, it's No, of course, and it happens all the time, but it's like, then the information that you gather isn't, like, you didn't gather it properly and then it can't be used in court. Like, you want to go by the right channels to get the information you want. Yeah, exactly. Timothy Taylor released a statement maintaining his innocence. His mother also denied the accusations, to which I, I say, okay. I don't fuck. <laughs> I don't care about you or your mom, okay, bitch. Okay, <laughs> you raised a scumbag and you're going to support him now? I, you're not credible at all. Brittany's dad then issued a statement saying that he believed the allegations to be true. I'm listening to him. I'm just saying. Love a counter response. So in September of that year, Brittany's dad, Chad, created a petition asking a grand jury to waive and either validate or discredit the supposed eyewitness claims. The petition called for Timothy Taylor and his father to be indicted for Brittany Drexel's murder if the grand jury deemed the claims to be truthful. Quote, We have no doubt Timothy Deshaun Taylor played a significant role in the abduction and murder of my daughter, said Chad. In November, Brittany's mom, Dawn, started a foundation in her daughter's honor. It was called Brittany's Little Angels, and it was created with the goal of helping families of missing children and human trafficking victims. The website now appears to be defunct, and so we will talk about that. But 
this makes me really angry and we will circle back to this after but we will circle back to this after in 2017 now this isn't really relevant but i put it in my notes prefacing it saying this isn't really relevant but so, (laughs) so let's just go on this ride for a second One of Timothy Taylor's attorneys, Mark Pepper, was arrested after police said he was stopped on a highway while driving under the influence and possessing cocaine. Oh, so I just wanted to put this here because it shows that his legal team is comprised of real winners. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nothing else. I'm like, well, they really got the... Yeah, the pick of the litter here. Yeah. Assholes. So by March, investigators searched a property outside Georgetown, South Carolina. Now, if you remember, that's around the area that her phone was pinging. They called the search a matter of investigative activity, which just seems to be their favorite thing to say. What is that? That's such a blank. I'm like, okay, so your job? You're just doing your job? Yeah. That's, okay. Um, They did not provide any information about the evidence or tip, which led them to search that area. Um, But they did vaguely say that they made, quote, some progress. All these blanket statements. I mean, I'm so done with it. In November, Timothy Deshaun Taylor was arrested when police said that he violated the terms of bail after a robbery arrest by crossing county lines. So police would um, release more information about this arrest in 2018, which claimed that he like this was when. He failed a polygraph test when he was asked about Britney's disappearance, and there was this, like, whole thing, so whatever. But it's just a big, uh, I don't know. This guy's a fucking mess. It just mess. seems like the police are trying to get him for anything they can. Exactly. And I just to... feel like I am not sticking up for this piece of shit. He really, really, really sucks, and if I could step on his face, I would. But I just think that the police are wasting time and resources trying to get him for things that they haven't gotten him for yet. Sit at your desk and do some fucking research. Go out on the scenes and do some fucking research. But, like, getting him for a robbery thing and being like, well, case closed. He did it for Britney. And it's like, that's not that's not closure for Britney's family. Get the hard evidence for them, you know? Yeah. So, in 2018, federal prosecutors announced that Timothy Taylor failed a polygraph test, to which I say, big whoop, okay? It's been nine fucking years and all you have to tell us is that he failed a polygraph test? We don't even we want hard evidence oh i would fail a polygraph test about britney drexel right now and why i have nothing to hide i'm just emotional (laughs) fully it's just frustrating because you can see like the effort the police are putting into the wrong thing exactly so prosecutors urged a judge to sentence timothy taylor up to 20 years in prison under a plea deal in a robbery case now, the defense team claimed that federal prosecutors were only pursuing a lengthy prison sentence because of the lack of closure in the Brittany Drexel case. And, like, listen, I think that Timothy Deshaun Taylor is a big bag of horseshit, if I have not made that clear. However, this is not how the law should work. This is despicable. You can't put someone away for 20 years on something you don't really have just because they did something else that's worth maybe five years. Because here's the thing, too. It's like... It's like, would they just do this to everybody? If Timothy Sean Taylor was like this this rich white man, would they be railroading him like this? No. no. And that's the other thing I think about, too, is that if they could do this to obviously this piece of shit, Timothy blah, blah, They can blah, do it Taylor, to anybody They can do it anything. to anyone and people can get wrongfully convicted exactly. and that's not okay either. That is why I'm so mad. He is a bag of horseshit. But. <laughs> Literally in her notes, <laughs> bag of horse shit. I cannot make it more clear. <laughs> 
But, like, this is the roots of a really corrupt justice system, and I'm not okay with it. In 2019, now... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just read Helen's note, and it goes, this one is fun. <laughs> I'm just gonna read my notes word for word, because I think they're good. It's hilarious. An inmate who sent the initial letter claiming that he saw Timothy Taylor and others... Rape and kill Drexel, Brittany Drexel. Why did I write Drexel in my notes? I full on like, <laughs> excuse me? Who I think You're I am. really used to legal writing. Just I know. Just last names. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, so, Taekwon Brown claimed the release of that information, quote, inflames the individuals responsible for Brittany's murder hatred for the plaintiff. He did not write that. I just know it. He did not write that it inflamed the individuals. I'm sorry, but those are not Taekwon. Taekwon. No. I'm, I'm now I can't not. even speak anymore. Those are not Taekwon Brown's words because he is also a killer. He was in, if you don't remember, he was in for manslaughter. Um, and he's not very bright. And so he claimed that there was like this $15,000 bounty on his head to which I say, I'm sorry, honey, this is what you get for hanging out with rapist murderers. I don't feel that bad for him. You hang out with all those dangerous people and then you cry when you don't feel safe. That's real cute. Okay. We got bigger fish to fry. Take one. We don't really care about your ass feeling unsafe. Next he's going to be like the mafia was involved. Like it's just bullshit like, after oh bullshit my after God. bullshit. That's enough out of this guy. Round him up. Put him away. <laughs> throw away the key. I mean that sentence alone you know he just looked up synonyms for I'm the like, words. Or his like, <laughs> his, like <laughs> dumbass attorney was like Taekwon we got to say some real shit. Inflamed. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> Around the same time the FBI said that they did believe that Brittany Drexel was taken 60 miles outside of Myrtle Beach held against her will for days, and killed, like we said before. Once again, they said that they believed her body was dumped in an alligator pit. They said their source was fucking a jailhouse informant. Timothy, no, not Timothy. There's too many dumbasses in this. Right. Taekwon Brown. Can we just talk about how wonky it is for the FBI to write a whole case on this jailhouse informant? It just feels like everyone's grasping at straws. Who uses the word inflame instead of enrage? (laughs) Inflame? What are you, my eczema? When I get... (laughs) Me. No, absolutely not. (sighs) But alas, in December, Timothy Taylor (laughs) was released from prison and given three years probation, to which I say... Ha ha, police officers, do your job next time. Not, alas. (laughs) I'm I'm riled, you guys, if you can't tell. No, you're inflamed. (laughs) I'm inflamed. (laughs) Okay. Now. Okay. Let's get to the stuff that we should talk about. The meats and potatoes. The 2022 comeuppance. I don't know. (laughs) That's not how you use that word. On May 4th, Raymond Moody, you remember the guy Mm -hmm. who got pulled over for the traffic violation? He was arrested and charged with obstruction of justice. Now, I just want to make it clear, he was pulled over the day after Brittany went missing. And what did they do? They wrote him a ticket and they called it a freaking day. Now, May 11th, this is my birthday, you guys, once again. (laughs) 
Remains were found in a wooded area in Georgetown County, South Carolina. The exact area where her phone was pinging. Now, this took 13 years. Georgetown County Sheriff Carter Weaver on May 16th announced that the remains found days earlier were identified through dental records as those of Brittany Drexel. Raymond Moody was charged with murder, kidnapping, and criminal sexual assault for her death and disappearance. When asked about the supposed eyewitness statement formally linking Timothy Taylor to the case, the FBI issued a statement saying, Throughout the investigation, law enforcement followed multiple leads to wherever they led us based on the information we had at the time. We have an obligation to follow their leads to their conclusion. The person we believe is responsible for Brittany's murder has been charged. My next part of my notes says, honestly not sure what the fuck to think of this, but according to DemocratAndChronicle.com, Joan Taylor, whose son, Timothy Deshaun Taylor, was first named by the jailhouse informant, said that her heart goes out to the Drexels. Now she said, quote, We understand the tragic loss of Brittany, of her life, and it has changed her family forever. As a mother of three, I understand. It pains me to even think about losing a child. She said, Timothy Taylor lost one of his arms in an accident at the age of four, an event that required him to fight for his life. Thirteen years later, when he was connected to the Drexel case, quote, we were faced with the possibility of losing him again. The year-long fight, the years-long fight against false accusations and the media frenzy have traumatized us, affecting every aspect of our lives. It publicly questioned, without reason, our family, our family's character, and has shaken us to the core. I'm sorry, but your son is a known drug addict, drug seller, rapist, and potential murderer, and a kidnapper. I don't feel bad that he lost his arm at four and then since then has made very shitty decisions. The Drexels don't have anything to do with any of this. Like, I, it makes me so angry that she had to go on and make this about her and her family when it's like, finally, after 13 years, this innocent girl who had nothing to do with any wrongdoing... Finally, her family has closure, and you're going to bring in your disgusting-ass son and make us feel like we should feel bad for him for all of this? No, it, it just it just brings back the same anger as I felt when, um, what's his name? In the Shanann Watts case, when, um, what's the husband's name? Chris? Yeah, when Chris Watts' family <laughs> turned around. Now you're forgetting Chris Watts' name. Fuck him. <laughs> I love that. But when his family turns around and goes, we forgive you, son, it gives me the same energy as this. Yeah, because it's like, like it's, it's not, not your about, place. It, absolutely. It is not about that. And like, yes, whatever. Get him therapy if you so choose. But also, <laughs> he deserves a fucking jail cell. He's a rapist and he's a disgusting human being. Absolutely not. Not on my watch. We are going to end this on a note of talking about the Drexels. Because here's the thing that I said we would circle back to and I'm very upset about. I feel so deeply for Brittany's parents because for 13 years, the FBI and the police led them to think that Brittany was sex trafficked. And... I'm not blaming anyone for believing the wrong things or for going down the wrong investigative route, 
But at the same time, like, they poured money into this foundation that was a beautiful cause, but it was not Britney's story. And it, it must shake them and make them feel so... I don't know. I can't even put into words what I think they might feel because I have no idea. But I'm sure they feel something towards it. No, I would feel too because you're also like begging for information. I'm sure everything is so tight lipped. Right. And I'm sure they centered everything they ever thought about Britney or did about Britney on the fact that she was sex trafficked. And that wasn't the case. And that is so sad that the FBI wrote their whole case on a jailhouse informant who was just a piece of shit. Who we know, like, nine times out of ten are not fucking reliable. Exactly. And this case, like, riding on the jailhouse informant on the polygraph, it's just like, oh my god, this wasn't in the 80s. Why was this so fucking... Ugh, it was just, like, so old-timey for the fact that it was... The 2000s. Another thing we also, that we talked about, like, off camera, but I would talk about off camera. Another thing that we talked about off the air, but I'm going to talk about on the air, is that even, like, the public had that perception as well, that it was a sex trafficking. Yeah. So it's like, maybe. Her case was known as a sex trafficking awareness case. Exactly. So it's like, maybe if we knew that that wasn't so concrete, we would have been looking for people like Raymond and his shitty ass. And we people could have been aware and it would have led to more information sooner. Like, I can't help but feel like that would have changed the game. Absolutely. So, it ended up being that Brittany was actually killed the day that she was taken. And we know that now. Um, but thankfully, the family is able to have their closure now and to cope. And Raymond Moody will be put away. Rot. Yeah, he will rot. Whether whether it's our doing as a prison system or God's, <laughs> he will rock. He will get his time. Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at the Chalkline Pod, Twitter at the Chalkline Pod, and follow along with our YouTube channel. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story.